0: I believe that you've given me a word for this church, for this day, for right now, this time. Father, and I just just declare right now with your help, Lord, that we're gonna hear everything we need to hear. We're gonna get everything we need to get today. Father God, I thank you for stirring a hunger and a zeal in each one of us, Father God, for, for what you have for this service and that everyone would hook on with me so we can accomplish something today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, yeah, hook on. I'm, I'm going to tell you a story today. I'm going to tell you a story today. And we're going to read a lot of scripture. I'm just going to tell you that, right? And tell you a story. But what I want you to do is I want you to forget about everything you're going to do after church, okay? Don't don't let, because distractions going to keep you from getting everything out of this service. Um, I want you to put yourself here. In this story I want you to go back in time and I'm gonna do my very best to be a good narrator okay <laughs> and this is a non-fictional story y'all know all the you school people there's fiction and there's nonfiction and fictions, all the stuff we want to read because it's exciting and you know, all these made-up things, and we can do anything. Well, this is nonfiction, so it's not made up. But this is going to be better than any fiction that you can read. Amen. 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 Well, yesterday when I was uh, preparing for this service, I was, I was, my intention was to prepare along the lines of what we've been doing, The kind of the theme we've been on for the last many weeks, which is the local church, because the local church is important. If you haven't heard, I know, I know you guys agree with me. I'm just I'm preaching to the choir. I know. Amen. The local church is important. Amen. And there's gonna be mes- other messages, I'm sure, coming about the local church. <laughs> <laughs> Which is good. Which is good. <clears throat> it's that coffee, Miss Joy. It's that coffee I drank. <laughs> anyway. So I was doing that, and I was going to be talking about be, being planted in the local church, and I was, because I felt like, you know, it's good to take your cue from what's what we've been focused on, and God's not done, God is not done with the local church, and you know, and what we're learning, but I just kind of stopped and set it all aside before I got too deep into it, and I'm just like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? I just want to make sure that how I'm doing it even though I'm assuming this is the right way this is the right thing because that's what we've been doing Uh, I want to just ask him that's always good to do right even if you think you know you're doing the right thing you better take the time to ask amen and so when I did that when I just kind of set it all aside and I'm like God uh, what do you want me to say tomorrow what do you want me to do tomorrow And just immediately. And this is nothing goofy or I'm not, don't get freaked out or anything. But I really believe that I heard the Lord immediately say, I am the God of Elijah. (laughs) I'm getting excited just thinking about it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. I really do. I really believe that I Heard God say, I am the God of Elijah. That was his answer to me. God, what do you want me to say tomorrow? Do you want me to do this? Do you want me to do that? Almost immediately. I am the God of Elijah. Amen. Okay? <clears throat> so, so, that's my assignment today. All right? Is to tell you about the God of Elijah. Amen. And that he, he was and he still is the God of miracles. Amen? Amen. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. So, Prepare. To, and it's not by anything I say, but just by the word itself. Prepare to be amazed. Prepare to be inspired. And prepare to be challenged. Amen. Amen. It's good. It is good. And I'm just going to tell you right now, because I may not get to everything. I hope I do. I hope I do. But if I don't, First Kings 17, basically through 2 Kings 2 is the bulk of the story with Elijah. Okay? And so even out even if I do get to everything today, you should still read through it because I won't get to just read everything word for word. But we're going to start in 1 Kings 16. I am the God of Elijah. If you can just, we get so bogged down in the natural. We get so much in what's going on and what we can see and hear and feel. Amen? Sometimes you have to just let yourself sit there and meditate. What I mean by meditate, just sit there and think about it until there is a, like a, something lights on the inside of you that God is real. Amen. He's, he's not he's not far off either. He's he's as close as you like. He's here, right here. The God of Elijah is here. Amen. First Kings sixteen. I'm getting excited just sitting up, just thinking about it. Okay, sixteen, starting in verse thirty. I'm going to read 30 through 33. It says, now Ahab, the son of Omri, and don't, I mean, if I mispronounce something, just go with it, okay? (laughs) Well, he did evil in the sight of the Lord, more than all who were before him. And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute, as as if that was nothing, That Ahab, he took a wife, Jezebel, the daughter of, this is, yeah, Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians, and he went and he served Baal and worshiped him. Then he set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a wooden image. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel who were before him. Now, as we talk about this, um, I think, I believe you are going to see some parallels. Amen? That I'm probably not even going to have to point out to you. But just, just a little brief history here. Israel... God's chosen people, you know, the 12 tribes of Israel, they were God's chosen people. But, you know, that was not good enough for them. They decided, God's chosen people decided they wanted an earthly king. Well, and he gave them one, didn't he? He gave them what they wanted. And he gave them Saul. Now, that did not end very well. Okay. But then came David and then came Solomon. All right. And and they were godly kings. Okay. But after Solomon, after so there were three kings, and then after Solomon, the kingdom divided. Okay. Some of this I didn't know. I probably skipped over it my Bible and I, but yesterday I actually like took note <laughs> of these kinds of things. Okay. The kingdom divided into two kingdoms: the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. Okay, the southern kingdom, they're called the kingdom of Judah, and they were made up of the the tribes of Judah and Benjamin. Okay, all the other ten tribes went into the northern kingdom, and they are called the kingdom of Israel. So when you read it back in your Bible, and you're talking, well, I thought Israel was all one thing. Well, after Solomon, it was two. it's the kingdom of Judah and the kingdom of Israel. All right, okay. Now, so after Solomon, the, the kingdom split into the two, and the northern kingdom, the first king was Jeroboam. Remember I just read um, in 1 Kings 16, 31, it said that Ahab, he walked in the sins of Jeroboam. Well, what was Jeroboam's sin? The first king after the kingdom split, the first king of the of the kingdom of Israel. Well, God worshiped, the one true God that they were, were that was their God, that was identified with the kingdom of Judah, with the tribe of Judah, with the family of David. Okay, and so Jeroboam thought, well, then we should do something different. We're not going to worship that God. Okay, we're going to be we're going to have a different identity here, and he started with calf worship. Now, I mean, okay. Supernatural Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth, and or worship a cow. Okay. Does humans we don't make sense sometimes. Who would do that? No, I think I'm gonna go worship a cow. Okay. So that does not make sense to me. But you know, we do a lot of things today that don't make sense. Okay. And, you th- and, oh, don't even get me started. Okay. But eventually then Baal worship came in. They didn't get rid of the calf worship. They just introduced other things. And one of them was Baal worship and just kind of as a, this is, I'm not a scholar, okay, but I know it has to do with like, he was like the pagan god of fertility and the earth and the weather and basically all things natural. Okay, so they, they went from worshiping the supernatural God to worshiping the God of the natural. Are you seeing some parallels about the days of Jeroboam and the days we're walking in right now? Okay, so Ahab, that, those are the sins of Jeroboam, right? That he, he was the first one where that turned, that turn took. And I was reading a little bit there when it first started, when he first went that direction, there was still, they still did some rituals. They still did things that it made it appear like church. I'm just going to say it like that. You know what I mean? They did it. It still, it looked like their old form of worship kind of, but they let other things kind of creep in until they took over. All right, so he wanted to be different. So the sins of Jeroboam, it refers to that, that shifting of worship from the one true God to something else, okay? Now, Baal worship, here are some things associated with Baal worship, child sacrifice. They killed children. There was sexual immorality, both heterosexual and homosexual, and there was, it's called pantheism, and that means like a reverence for creation over the creator. I mean, we're not gonna, people aren't calling it Baal worship today, but it kind of sure looks like it and sounds like it. Okay, so back to Ahab now, he was bad okay, he was a bad, he, Dr. Jacobs would say he was a bad motor scooter, okay, um, after Solomon, all of the kings leading up to Ahab, they were all bad, there was not one good one, but Ahab was the worst, okay, all right, all right, I'm going to watch the time, I've got plenty of time here, but, but I could get off on something, okay, now, look at First Kings 17, and I'm going to read some things here. Okay, so Ahab was bad. And notice, he, he was bad. Not only did uh, he do the sins of Jeroboam, but then he married Jezebel. And you got to know, because Baal worship came in after that, uh, she had influence. She had a lot of influence. And you're going to see later, I mean, she was uh, somebody that you you watched out for. Okay, all right. Anyway, 1 Kings 17, verse 1. So that's this is where we are. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Get away from here and turn eastward and hide. The word of the Lord told Elijah, Go to the brook Cherith, and there you're going to drink from the brook. I'm summarizing a little bit, and he's going to command the ravens to feed him. And verse 5 says, So he went and did according to the word of the Lord, for he went and he stayed at the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread in the morning and bread and meat in the evening, and he drank from the brook. And it happened after a while, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Notice, there had been no rain in the land. He said, at my word. Now, he, he had the mind of God on it, but notice he didn't say at the word of the Lord. He said, of my word, there's not going to be rain here. And there wasn't. And there wasn't. So that right there is a miracle. That no rain, and we'll see later. It was like three years. There was no rain. I mean, it would be a miracle if it didn't rain here for two weeks. now I like the rain but I mean that's a miracle we're gonna see many 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 miracles and I'm sure there's miracles that are not recorded here so it did not rain it's a miracle how he was sustained in this time I mean God you know if a miracle is what's needed God can do it amen our impossible is God's possible Amen. So he said, At my word, except at my word. All right. Um, and then notice when the brook dried up, the word came, the word of the Lord came to him and said, Go to Sarah, Or Sarah, yeah, is that how you say it? So when that that source of provision dried up for him, well, God told him the next place to go. So that tells me. Uh Number one, if God's guiding you somewhere, he's providing you, you know, and if that source dries up, well, he's got another one. We shouldn't be moved by the drying up of a certain source because God's got other sources. Amen. So, Elijah listened and obeyed. I'll I'll give you a few little points here throughout as we're reading, but that's number one. Elijah listened to God and he obeyed God. Amen. 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 All right, and now 1 Kings 17. I'm gonna kind of try to summarize what happens here with the widow at Zarephath. And he basically God led Elijah to her, this widow, and said she's gonna she's gonna provide for you. I'm gonna provide for you through her, right? And it's kind of funny because uh, he shows up, Elijah shows up, and he calls to her and he says, uh, "Bring me a little water." you know, that I'm a drink, and she's, okay, no problem, you know, (laughs) here's a water, and he's like, by the way, while you're going, um, bring me that morsel of bread in your hand, and she's like, wait, wait now, Uh, the other was pretty easy for me to give to you, but uh, this is not, because as the Lord your God lives, I don't have bread, I just have this little flour and a little oil, and basically, I'm going to cook up something for me and my son to eat, and then we're going to die. So, I don't have enough for you. Okay. But he says, Do not fear. Go and do as I've said and make me a small cake. And well, we know what happened. She did what he said. She did what he said. And God not only provided for Elijah, but for her, fam- her family too. And then later on down, um, let's see, verse 17, her son gets sick. Now now what I just told you was a miracle, also, right? He's walking in miracles. Elijah's walk, his his days are miracles. That's us. That that can be us. That can be us and that should be us today. Amen. And verse 17: her son became sick. And so much basically he died. And she said to Elijah, What have I to do with you, man of God? Have you not, look what you brought to my house. Uh, And he's like, give me your son, you know. And basically all's well. He comes back with her son alive. Amen. Amen. And verse 24 says, now by this I know that you are a man of God and the word of the Lord in your mouth is the truth. So that kind of summarizes Zarephath. Okay, now that was good. I don't want to diminish anything we just read. But we're going to go to chapter 18 now. The second point here on Elijah, if there's a point, is Elijah was bold. Okay, notice he listened to God and he obeyed God. And he was bold. And we're going to read about just how bold. Now, remember this. I want you to put yourself there. Pretend like you're Elijah. Okay, (laughs) pretend like you're Elijah. All right, I'm doing good. Verse 1 says, and it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. So three years have gone by, there's been no rain at his word, at his word, Elijah's word. And the word of the Lord comes to him and it says, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. And so Elijah went to present himself to Ahab, and there was a severe famine in Samaria because there had been no rain. And Ahab had called Obadiah, who was in charge of his house. Now, Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, and because Jezebel, the king's wife, had slaughtered basically all the prophets of the Lord. But Obadiah, that uh, kind of served in Ahab's house, he hid away some of the prophets. He, he, it says he took, had taken 100 prophets and hidden them, fifty to a cave, and had fed them bread and water. Obadiah was a godly man serving in Ahab's household. He had hidden away 100 of the Lord's prophets and had sustained them during this time because Jezebel had, had killed all the others, okay? Well, Ahab... Obadiah is uh, okay verse 5 says and Ahab said to Obadiah go into the land to the springs of water and the brooks basically go try to find a place for our livestock they're dying here you know go find some water for them find some grass for them okay well while I, Obadiah was on his way this is verse 7 suddenly Elijah met him and he reckoned, Obadiah recognized him and fell on his face and said, is that you, my Lord Elijah? And he answered to him, it is I. Go tell your master Elijah is here. And <laughs> Obadiah is like, uh, what have I done to you? <laughs> How have I offended you that you're going to send me to die, to be killed? Right? Because... Ahab had sent people out searching for the prophets. That Obadiah, most likely, the ones that he hid away, you know. And people were coming back saying, well, we can't find anymore. Okay. But now, Elijah's asking him to go tell Ahab that Elijah, Elijah is here. And Obadiah is sensing, rightly so probably, that he's about to get killed because you know, they were been telling him that there's no prophets. Okay, so he's like, what, you know, how have I sinned against you that you're delivering me into the hand of Ahab? And, um, and then, let me see here. Yeah, verse 13. Was it not reported to my Lord when I did, uh, what I did when Jezebel killed the prophets of the Lord? How I hid 100 men of the Lord's prophets, 50 to a cave, and fed them with water and bread? And now you say, go tell your master Elijah is here? He will kill me. Verse 15, then Elijah said, as the Lord of hosts lives, before whom I stand, I will surely present myself to him today. Because Obadiah was afraid that as he was going to tell Ahab, that Elijah was going to go away somewhere. And then he's going to be caught lying to Ahab, right? But he, Elijah's basically saying, I will present myself to him today. So uh, Obadiah went to meet Ahab and told him, and Ahab went to meet Elijah. Verse 17, then it happened when Ahab saw Elijah that Ahab said to him, Is that you, O troubler of Israel? So, look who's here. Look who's here. And Elijah said, I have not troubled Israel, but you and your father's house have, and that you have forsaken the commandments of the Lord and have followed the Baals. Now, send and gather all Israel to me on Mount Carmel. Now, put yourself in his shoes here. Uh, The 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So basically, 850 false prophets. So Ahab sent for all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together on Mount Carmel. And Elijah came to all the people and he said, how long? Notice he's standing in front of all these people and he says, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, follow him. Basically saying, we're going to decide this right here and now. Who's God? Who is the Lord God? Where's it going to be settled right now? And I'm going to read because this is so funny, okay? And I'm a good narrator. (laughs) Then Elijah said to the people, I alone am left a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Therefore, let them give us two bulls and let them choose one bull for themselves. Cut it in pieces and lay it on the wood, but don't put any fire under it. It's kind of hard to burn a sacrifice without fire. All right. Then you will call on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord, And the God who answers by fire, he is God. (laughs) You almost wish you could have seen this. But you can, and with your eye, you know, in your imagination, you can see this right now. So all the people answered and said, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Let's see. And Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourselves, prepare it first, for you are many, and call on the name of your God, and put no fire under it. And so they did that, they prepared the bull, and they called on the name of Baal from morning even till noon, saying, oh, Baal, hear us. But there was no voice. I mean, can you imagine that? They called on Baal all that time, and nothing. No one answered. Okay, this and this is funny. And then they leaped about the altar, which is so... They started leaping around the altar like that's going to get more attention from their God. Oh, and this is hilarious. And so it was at noon, this is verse 27, that Elijah mocked them. And he said, cry louder, for he's a God. He is a God. Just cry louder. I don't. He can't hear you. He's either meditating or he's falling asleep. And he must be wakened. <laughs> so they did. They, they cried louder. They cried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's probably asleep. So they cried louder. And then they cut themselves, as was their custom, with knives and lances until the blood gushed out. They are making a display for a God who's not answering. Amen. And when midday was passed, they, pro- they prophesied. They start prophesying now. Until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, but there was no voice. No one answered. No one paid attention to them. Amen. Okay, then Elijah said, come near to me. And the people came nearer, and he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took 12 stones, according to the tribes of the sons of Jacob, to whom the word of the Lord had come, saying, Israel shall be your name. And then he built an altar with those stones in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench around the altar large enough to hold, to, and I don't know what that word is, some seed, okay? And he put the wood in order and he cut the bull. He prepared the sacrifice. He put it on the, the wood and he said, fill the water pots and pour it on the sacrifice, the burnt sacrifice, and on the wood. Now, if you put water on wood, it's kind of hard to light, Okay, in 34, it said, he said, do it a second time, and they did it a second time, and he said, do it a third time, and they did it a third time, and then the water ran all around the altar, and it also filled the trench. Now, I mean, so he's making it real hard. Now, their God couldn't even, you know, rub two sticks together. Okay, he's, for God, he's making it real hard, and the natural for this to start a fire here. And verse 36 says, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and that I have done all of these things at your word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God, And that you have turned their hearts back to you again. Then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust. And it licked up the water that was in the trench. There was nothing left. And the Bible says that God is a consuming fire. He doesn't just touch one thing. I mean, he consumes the whole thing. Amen. There, there's no mistake about who's God here. And verse 39 says, Now when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is God. Yeah, the Lord is God. (laughs) Baal's not God. The Lord, he's God. And Elijah said to them, He said, seize those prophets of Baal. Don't let even one of them escape. Not a single one of them. And I know there's mercy and grace in here, and I'm not saying round up people and sacrifice them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but God's not playing around. He says, I don't even want one of them going from here. And so they seized them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook, and he executed them. Amen. Amen. So, yeah. Who's, who's God that day? The God of Elijah. Amen. Amen. He, so he was bold. He was bold, and I like this. Then Elijah said to Ahab, um, you better go up and eat and drink for I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Because remember, at, at Elijah's word, there was not rain. But now Elijah's word is, I hear the sound of rain. I hear, it's at my word, it's going to rain. Okay, so Ahab, he went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. Are y'all enjoying this story? Okay. And he bowed on the ground and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, okay, so he's here, probably praying here, and he says to his servant, now go up, look at the sea, okay, see what you see. And uh, his servant went up and looked, and he said, well, I don't, there's nothing up there. I'm not seeing anything. Okay, well, Elijah said, well, go again. (laughs) that's not the answer I want okay go up again and he did and he did that seven times now what if he would have stopped at the sixth time at my word okay well at my word at my word it's still working well I just said there's not gonna be rain until I say and I say now there is a sound and an abundance of rain that's my word right the fifth time, I don't see that happening. The sixth time, I don't see that happening. Well, you just keep on looking. Go back. Now I've lost my place. Okay, now, but the seventh time, his servant came back and said, Well, I see I see a little cloud. There's a cloud off there in the distance, about this big, you know. And that's all, that's all he needed. He said, okay, so Elijah said, go up, go say it to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Okay, and he did. He told Ahab that, and Ahab got in his chariot and started going, but, but Elijah outran him. <laughs> because Elijah's just like, okay, God, here we go, and he grabbed up this stuff, and he, he took off, and he passed Ahab running. Now, that's a miracle. If anybody can outrun chariots in here, let me know after the service. Okay, so Elijah was bold. That was my number two, but you know what? Elijah was human, too, he wasn't just some big man of God out beyond everybody's reach. He was human, just like you and me. And so when we get here to chapter 19, what happens here? Well, Ahab went home, and he, he told his wife. He told his wife. He moaned and he whined to his wife. Elijah, he killed all our prophets. What you going to do about that, Jezebel? Who wore the pants in that family? (laughs) Because he went and told his wife on Elijah. Yeah, well, but she must have been somebody that naturally you could be scared of. Because Jezebel sent a message to Elijah and said, so let the gods do to me. And more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow, this time. So, yeah. He, that was the, her threat. That was a challenge, wasn't it? But, you know, Elijah got scared. <laughs> like, I've, she's got a reputation. Uh, so, even though all, God just did all those miracles... Elijah's word, that threat from Jezebel sent him a running. And, you know, I'm not going to criticize him. You all probably would have done the same thing. I mean, so he went a running. And it's kind of funny because uh, verse 3, at the end of that, he, he took off. And, but he left his servant there. Can you imagine his servant <laughs> coming? Okay, okay, Elijah, where we, wait, Elijah, Elijah, and somebody comes, uh, he left you, he done left you, <laughs> he done left you, you better hurry up, get out of here too, okay, he's like, I'm not waiting for no one, I'm going. Okay, so he he left, okay, now I want to make sure I don't list, list miss anything here, remember, God's working miracles all along the way for Elijah. Oh God, but he still got scared. He still got scared. And uh, so he is hiding in Beersheba. Is that how you pronounce that? Okay, and then um, I'm just seeing where. Okay, so verse 4, chapter 1 Kings 19, verse 4. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die. God, just kill me now. <laughs> I'm like, that would be more merciful than Jezebel getting to me. It's enough, Lord. I've had enough. Lord, take my life, for I'm no better than my father's. And then he lay down and the, uh, the angel of the Lord touched him and said, arise and eat, Basically, the angel of the Lord said, you need to eat because you've got a long journey here, and you're going to need it. Okay, so verse 8, so he arose and ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights as far as Horeb. I mean, he wants to get far away from there, the mountain of God. Verse 9, and there he went into a cave. And spent the night in that place. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? What are you doing here? And Elijah said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts. For the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant. They have torn down your altars and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left and they seek to take my life. Okay. And then verse 11, then God said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And notice this is where the, the, there was the strong winds and then there was an the earthquake, right? And there was a the fire, but God was not in any of that. Okay. But then there was a still small voice. And when Elijah heard it, Okay, notice he recognized God's voice in that. He recognized God's voice. He went and wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And suddenly a voice came to him and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? I can hear God saying, why are you not in the fight? Amen. What, was it too hot in the kitchen for you, Elijah? Okay. This is the second time God asked him that. And Elijah's answer, you know what? It was the same, deal. He, he was like, God, look, I've done all this. They don't want you. They've forsaken you. They've torn down your altars. They've killed your prophets. God, I'm the only one. And they're going to kill me anyway. You might as well just kill me right now. Okay? So he, he was moaning. I feel, you know, this right here. Elijah's basically saying, I think, I think I'm done. I think I'm thinking, God, that I've done enough. Maybe I don't, maybe it's a little too hot in that kitchen for me. Now I'm not down on Elijah. I mean, oh my gosh, I'm not down on Elijah, but I'm just saying, because when he says this to God the second time, notice God's response to him. Okay. Let's see. After he tells God again that in verse 14. In verse 15 it says, Then the Lord said to him, Okay, go back. On your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, I want you to anoint Hazael as king over Syria. Also anoint Jehu the son of Nimshi as king over Israel. And Elisha the son of whatever. And you're going to anoint him as prophet in your place. Okay. So God was like, okay. Hey, you've done, you know, great things. I can see that you're feeling like you're going to step into your exit room. I want you to go anoint these other people. okay? Because God's plan is his plan whether or not it's us doing it or somebody else doing it. Okay, if you're not going to be the one to fulfill that plan that maybe he assigned to you, well, he's got somebody else that will do it. Amen. Amen. Praise God. All right, so I'm going to skip over a lot. Let's turn over to, I'm getting to, get to the end. 2 Kings, okay, turn over to 2 Kings, and I'm, I've skipped over all that part about how he met up with Elisha and all that, okay, but Elisha's been traveling with him, and actually they were together about eight years Okay, so it wasn't like Elijah just up and vanished at that point. He had some time with He had some training time with Elisha. Amen. All right. Notice, because, because Elijah had prophesied basically about Ahab and Jezebel, they're going to be slaughtered basically, and your dogs are going to eat you up and all that good stuff, and it happened, okay, but there was another wicked king right after him. Still doing the same things, still rebelling, still bell worship, all right? And this next king sent up somebody to look for Elijah. You know what? I'm going to skip over that. You guys need to go back and read all this. But basically, he did the whole fire thing again. Fire thing and consume people, you know? So, yeah. Praise God. Praise God. Chapter 2, and it came to pass when the Lord was about to take Elijah into heaven. So, that's one of the four things. Hey, Elijah was raptured. I have, who wants to sign up for that one? <laughs> I'm going to listen obey God. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to raise up some people after me, and how about we be raptured? Okay. Um, so, about the time the Lord was going to take him up into heaven by whirlwind, um, Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. And he said to Elisha, just stay here, please. Okay, the Lord sent me, but, you know, just stay here. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. Okay? And he did it again. He, he gave him another opportunity down the road. Go. Just stay here. And I said, no, uh-uh, I'm not leaving you. He, he stayed with him. He stayed with him. Now, in verse 7. Fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them. They were standing on the bank of the Jordan River. Okay, Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and he struck the water. And it was divided so that the two of them crossed over that river on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what can I do for you before I'm taken away from you? And Elisha said, Please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. And so he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Okay, verse 11. Then it happened as they continued... On and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. So, I mean, Elijah did not die, he was raptured. And Elisha saw it and cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Then he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And he struck the water. And he said, where is the God of Elijah? And when he had also uh, struck the water, it was divided this way and that. And then Elijah crossed over. And I just want you to see this. Elijah just goes. And Elisha, you're Elisha now, not Elijah, right? And you see this. And this is not a mantle, obviously. <laughs> this is my demonstration. You see this, and you pick it up, and you're Elisha, and you're walking to the river, and you're like, hmm. and you know, <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do a full demonstration for you, but. Just imagine he strikes it and then, where is the God of Elijah? And God answered him with a miracle. Amen. Where is the God of Elijah? God said, I'm still here. God did not go away with Elijah. God answered him in the same manner He said, I'm still here. I'm still working miracles. I want to ask. Where are the Elijahs of today? Where are the Elijahs of today? Is there anyone here bold enough to be an Elijah in this generation? Amen. People who are going to stand in the face of wickedness. And I don't know about you, I can you can see it. it God's not playing around. He was fed up with that back then, and he's fed up with it now. So who is going to take a stand? Who's going to be bold? Who's going to face the fire? Who's going to face the opposition? Who's going to face being made fun of? Amen? We're not living for today. We're living for eternity. Where are the Elijahs of today? Amen? 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 You're supposed to say, that's me. (laughs) Here's what I imagine you say. Yes, that is me. Right? Really? Will you be an Elijah today? Elizabeth? Who, who, Who wants to, you know, say, yes, God, use me? I may not part the Jordan River, but any miracle you want to work through me in my life, I'm open. Any persecution you want me to face for your sake sign me up where are the Elijah's of today so that's what that's what I heard when I was preparing this I am the God of Elijah the God of Elijah is here amen and you know what we have something that Elijah did not we do we do he was anoint the anointing was upon him it can be on we can have that too but we have an anointing within and he did not have that anointing within we have an ever abiding anointing from the holy one the god of elijah amen he's our god he is the god of miracles amen why don't you all stand up today Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We magnify you, Lord. You are the God of Elijah, but you're the God of us. You're the God of Amber Co-